Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Today's episode is actually like a year in the making. Um, and that's just because of scheduling conflicts and things like that. But it was inspired by a question from Stephen, who you'll listen to on the first third or first like half of the uh, episode. And yeah, I got a few other people to talk on the topic of diversity in the Asian American church. And I would actually be really interested in hearing what you guys have uh, in mind in regards to the question that you'll hear in a little bit. So I yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Um, today I'm psyched for this one because Steven, um, our, our guest right now, I'm meeting him for the first time. Um, yeah, he, he reached out and had a really interesting topic that he wanted to talk about. So super, super psyched, super thankful, Stephen, um, that, that you reached out and that you were willing to do this. So yeah, um, before we, we get started on the conversation at hand, do you, do you mind just kind of giving us a brief background of, of who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, so um, thanks for having me, first yeah. of all. <laughs> I'm really excited to be on here. Um, so my name is Steven. I'm currently a rising 30 at the University of Georgia. And just a little bit about me, I grew up in the church. And so I have been very much around like the whole Christian idea. Um, but now it's like now in college, I have so many different perspectives and just different people around me. And so I've been thinking a lot about more and just listening to all this. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And um, between the two of us, uh, me and you, Stephen, uh, as we discussed, I don't think we'll get any answers or any sort of, I don't know, insight into the, the questions and thoughts you have. I, I just kind of really wanted to pose the question here and talk about it a little bit. Um, um, you, you can kind of bring your perspective. I can add my little dash of, of perspective on the matter. Um, but um, I, I, I don't know if this is going to come to fruition. So if you guys are hearing this, then then it, it did come to fruition because I published it. But um, uh, what we're planning and hoping to do is um, ask these questions to actual pastors, um, people who are in the ministry and, and kind of get their take on it. Um, but yeah, so Stephen, you want to kind of briefly outline, um, I know you had like three little points, um, but you want to briefly outline kind of the, the thoughts that you've been having about the role of Asian American church in America? Right, yeah. So. Um, I guess just starting off. So America in my head is like, or the United States is like, a, it's a very unique country in the sense that we're kind of like a conglomerate. It's just a whole bunch of different ethnicities, cultures, people of color looks. And I think like with the idea is really magnificent, magnificent just to think about. But then at our current state with this whole, we're all grouping around just people that look around us like, how should we as Asian American Christians kind of interact with this whole different conglomerate? How should we interact with different ethnicities and different kinds of people? Um, and just like thinking about that, or I guess just going off of that, it's really not this, the question stems, of, stems from just because I, the people around me I see, we usually attach towards people who look like us or people who are very relatable, people of the same wealth class. And I just, like to a degree, like I don't think it, it can be very healthy in the long term of things. And so just like, what should we do? And I'm saying that, what should we do? Because as Christians, I feel like we have 
um, we have the duty to initiate this kind of stuff. We shouldn't be so content with status quo, and especially not kind of go on the flow with what community, what society wants. Yeah. And so um, the three points I kind of split into it is um, how should it look like kind of just in the community, like so like without church, how should it kind of look um, just with, yeah, just general community with the people around us. And then the second one would be how should it look like in terms of churches? Like, is it okay to have single um, single ethnic churches, um, Korean churches, Chinese churches, white Southern white Baptist churches, or just like stuff like that. And then thirdly, how should it kind of look like within our friends and like within our cliques? Because if we say that like, oh, we support diversity, we support this Black Lives Matter movement or um, Asian hate and all that stuff, but then all of our friends look the same, then like what, what's the whole like diversifying factor? Like where does that come into play? Yeah, yeah. And I have some thoughts on, on, on the first, actually, I have thoughts on all three. And mm-hmm. for, for those of you guys who are longtime listeners, you'll know, like, my natural inclination is to provide the opposing view of anyone who's posing the initial thought or concept. And that's just, uh, it's not because I'm trying to like, I, I'm not an instigator, I'm not trying to like start fights or anything. I just for me, my own personal benefit, I find it more helpful to process through things when I try to force myself to take the opposing view. Because like when I talk to someone about, you know, um, even if I have no particular stance on, I don't know, like marijuana, for example, if whoever I'm talking to says, I think marijuana should be legal, then I'll say, well, I think it should be illegal because of this, this, this. But if the person I'm talking to says, I think marijuana should be illegal, then I'll say, well, I think it's illegal. I think it should be legal because of this, this, this. So all that to say, Stephen, um, everything I'm, I'm thinking and, and about to say, it's not because I disagree with that. I actually, I think I tend to agree with that. I think there is a, especially in the long, long run, I, I do think that Asian Americans should take steps to integrate into the community a little bit more, right? Because that's kind of the first point you were talking about, right? How a, the, a, there's like a separate Asian American community, uh, uh, separate from the the rest of kind of America. Is that kind of the question? Like how how should we handle that? Mm-hmm, right. So that's definitely that's that that is kind of the question, and um, I feel like it just happens a lot more within kind of our society, and we just like kind of congregate and so I always just kind of go to the there's like a couple verses in Revelation 7 I think Mm -hmm. of just like it's saying how like uh, people coming together people of different tribes and nations come together to worship God right and so I just like having that kind of picture in mind like what is how does that look like what is that supposed to look like nowadays right like Mm -hmm. are we even going towards that general direction yeah absolutely and just I, I agree with that. I think it would be awesome to see a truly multi-ethnic and diverse congregation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I, but I want to make the clarification that I don't think a whitewashed group of, you know, just differently colored people like, I don't think that's what I'm thinking about. Like, because there, there's plenty of those, right? You go to like the North Points or the passion or you know those big mega white churches um they are diverse in the sense that they attract a a lot of different people with of different colors but i think 
they tend to hold, they, they tend to have that American white culture, right? Um, so I don't know if that's what I'm envisioning, but I do think if, if I were to see a really diverse and in the sense, and I mean diverse in the sense of the culture itself, if I saw that, I think that would be really cool. But I, I want to touch on a few of the positives because I don't want to totally discount our Asian communities. You know, I think there are a lot of positives that came from, um, you know, like Koreans being in a Korean community or like Chinese people being in a Chinese community, especially if, like immigrants. They they didn't have anyone else to lean on. So when I think about my parents and when they first moved to America, they didn't speak the language at all. And the way that they survived when we first moved to L.A. from Korea was they went to these Korean communities and they kind of learned how to survive. You know, they they learned how to, um, you know, do business. They learned how to even go like simple things like go, going to the grocery store or, you know, putting in gas at, at the gas station, things like that. Like, I think um, a lot of that was facilitated by the the Korean church. Or I'm sorry, the Korean community. I mean, do you do you does that relate? Do you relate to that at all? Does that make any sense? <clears throat> no, yeah, it definitely does make sense. And I want to jump back a little bit just yeah. to where you're talking about the mega churches. So I definitely think that is that's like that was kind of like going in the back of my mind. Mm. Um, just about like we definitely do like we should congregate to a sense, but it's like do we, I definitely don't think assimilation is the way to go. Right. Like, I do think that we, everyone does have their unique perspective, unique culture. And so I think we should retain that, um, the aspect of ourselves, but it's just like finding that balance is yeah. what I find very difficult. Um, Cause a lot of times it's like, where it's either just like one person or like one, I guess like one Asian of like an Asian group kind of going off and exploring the whole world and all of a sudden like all of his friends or all of her friends are all white or all black and so you get like this crazy mishmash and you're like I don't know where I stand anymore right because you lose a little bit of your Asian self I guess and then for the church thing that you're talking about I definitely do agree with that um I think right now so I am a first-gen Asian American so my parents just moved from not just but they moved from Taiwan to the United States and mm. we currently do attend or they currently do attend an entirely Chinese church. Um, and so I do think like those churches like those do definitely have a purpose. And so I think like when it gets into churches, it's more, it's a little bit thinking about more, it's thinking a little bit more about what is the purpose of this church, mm -hmm. correct? So, um, so the church that my parents attend to would be kind of a church that's looking for um, other Chinese immigrants that speak Chinese. And so, um, and welcome those kind of people. Like you, I don't think it would be go, we'd be going out and looking for, I guess, a white person that has no idea what Chinese or how understands Chinese. Right. But so for church wise, it's a lot more of like, what about us as mm -hmm. first gen Asian Americans? Like, is it okay to still have entirely Korean churches or Chinese churches? Because then it's like, there really isn't, as big of a reason for us to still have that because we're not like the people we're attracting are just attracting this one kind just because they look like us it's not necessarily because they can't understand but i do understand like i think the culture like um being welcomed like moving just moving from taiwan or just moving from korea and then like going into a korean church would definitely 
be more attractive than going into a big mega church or even just a small conservative white church. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think it's, there are these positive benefits, but then, yeah, if you do really think about it, it can sometimes become a crutch, right? Um, it can kind of coddle you to not have to associate with the rest of the, like America, right? Because you're kind of in this bubble. So yeah, there, there definitely is a fine line, right? So there, there are these benefits, there are these negative aspects. Um, but ju just to speak on some more of the benefits that I can think of. Um, so one cool thing that recently happened at our church is we had this Caucasian couple come and the reason why they came is because they actually adopted three kids, but all three of them are from Korea. Um, so they really wanted to make sure that they didn't kind of lose the culture that they're from, even though, you know, they're growing up in a Caucasian household. So they sought us out and they came to our church and said, Hey, like, oh, this is great. Um, and I think their purpose really was to kind of give their kids a connection back to kind of the, the country that they're from. And when I think about that, if we were to have a, like if Korean churches were gone, let's say that all the Koreans like started attending all other churches, then I wonder how easy it would be for people like that who are specifically looking for a community of a specific uh, people group um, to be able to, you know, do things like what they're doing for their kids. But, you know, I, I understand that's a very hyper-specific example, um, but like, I just, I just see that and I think, wow, like having a Korean American church has this amazing benefit. So it's hard for me personally to completely, and I don't think this is what you're saying either, but it's hard for me to completely say, like, we need to get rid of these like Korean churches or, or Chinese churches. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's, oh, this is a, this is a very interesting and hard concept and, and thought, Stephen. And do you, do you have any more thoughts of like how, what that could look like? Like, what is your vision of, um, a completely diversified, like one people group church? Mm, I honestly, I'm not too sure what like a vision, like what the ideal in that sense of a church would look like. Hmm. But I mean, I do want to say that it definitely is possible and that it definitely is, I guess, a fine line. Because I think end of the day, like we should all like as Christians, like even though there may be so many different just topics that we might disagree on, whether they be those controversial topics that are outside there raging or just like even like small topics within the church, I think like we could all unite under like the one God kind of thing. And like, yeah. I think there is so much, there's so much benefit to it. And it's just, I guess we haven't really explored the realm as much. Mm. And so, yeah, I think that's like, what's been like, I guess like going through my head and like, what does that look like? And this all this like whole racism idea like it is still very um i guess relevant within our country but just i think there definitely is a way like within the christian community that we could overcome this mm -hmm. um as ideal as it might sound but i think like just make what just like having like steps out there and just or taking the few couple of baby steps and kind yeah. of like whether it be to your friend or yeah <laughs> no and I, I think one thing that i think like i said um 
I'm not knowledgeable on this enough to say, I think this is a good path forward. I've everything I've said thus far is just kind of what I was thinking and what's in my mind. But I think one thing we can take away from this conversation, Stephen, is um, a self a, a moment to be introspective, right? Uh, we can at least sit down and ask ourselves, are we hiding behind our community because we don't want to associate with and or uplift other communities? If that's the case, I think you really have to think about how to branch out, right? If, if, you're, if you're, for example, if I were hiding behind my Korean American church community and, and thinking, I don't need to worry about BLM, like I don't need to worry about, you know, what's happening to like, you know, like e even far reaching as like the Uyghur Muslims in, in China, like all, all these things, right? If, if I hide behind my little community and that's all I worry about, and I'm not going to care about anything that's happening outside of that, then I think that's an issue. I, I don't think God calls us to be um, people who find comfort zones and stay in them. I think he calls us to be light. And so if you find that you're just really stuck in that comfort zone and, and you're refusing to step outside of it because you like the comfort, then I think um, this can be a moment for you to really think about what we're talking about. What is it? What would it look like for you to be a part of a more diverse um, people group or diverse community, I guess, um, and to really put yourself out there? Because, yeah, you're right. I, I really I'm glad you brought up the scripture in uh, Revelations because the picture of like the last church um, in this earth is uh, everyone together. Right. And, and so, yeah, I think the question can be asked introspectively ask ourselves what is the reason for it there are benefits there are shortcomings but are, are we really using it as an excuse to to remain comfortable or is it just the season of life that you're in and you just happen to be there like like the example of our parents that we talked about um like our parents both i think um both my parents and your parents steven really uh heavily leaned on the church or the community that they found here and that was kind of a survival, a way for them to survive in this new land, right? So, yeah. Gosh, I have I have a, a lot of thoughts as we're talking. So, um, <laughs> this is really this is really good, Stephen. Um, when uh, just to give you guys a little backstory, uh, Stephen uh, and I we were corresponding back and forth via email. Um, I was actually on vacation when we were emailing. Um, I wasn't I was in Las Vegas. Um, um, eating a lot of good food. Uh, and so that, that's why like there were days like I did I couldn't respond uh, quickly. Um, but during that whole time, I was I was really like, oh, this is a I think this can be a really interesting conversation. But now that we've kind of laid it out and talked about it, I'm realizing the greater magnitude of this conversation because um, I think where we land on this as an Asian American community can really change the tra trajectory of um, not just our churches, but our Asian American communities in general, um, how, how we continue to operate. Are we, are we going to continue to have these silos or are we going to be, um, are we going to intentionally shift the shift it so that we're more part and more willing to be diverse? I don't know the answer. I, I, I do have an idealistic view, like, like you talked about Steven, but I think this would be really interesting to, uh, get other people's take on, Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anything else you want to add, add to the, this kind of posing of the question? Yeah. Or just one thing going off of what you were saying earlier about like 
are we hiding behind our identity? I think for the like the community that I grew up around, it wasn't really the, us hiding behind it. It was more just growing up within the area and like because we all like live, we all grew up with people of the similar I guess like wealth class and people that look or we um just gravitate towards people who look like us and so it's not even just like different races per se it can even be different like wealth classes and like right now I'm working I guess in a service industry job and it's my first time there and now I'm meeting a whole bunch of different people who don't go to college who actually dropped out of college and it's just like wow it is such a whole another world down here Mm. right and so like taking like if we want to like or of course like think about it in terms of like Christian and Jesus but like I also think that there's so like there's so many stories out there that we can like find that we can hear about and if we're limiting ourselves to the, this one immigrant story as as passionate as we can get this I, I definitely do think like this leads into a lot of more I guess government or like relevant ideas like politics right mm-hmm. and like people are so passionate about this one idea but then you can't relate as much to another person who just doesn't didn't go through the same story as you did right so like it definitely is a big unifying factor especially during this time when like the united states is so divided over politics specifically yeah and just like being able to like branch out and just like you know feel find a little bit more common ground like even though like we do like i'm christian you're not you support this i don't like there definitely is so much common ground there's no need for so much hate yeah absolutely no that's that's really good steven um and it's funny you bring up the fact that you're seeing people like you know who haven't even gone to college and things like that i think within the asian american community especially like chinese and korean people um we tend to be statistically speaking i think we tend to be like people who are more educated and are in like the middle to like upper class socioeconomically and so we get insulated in that way it's not just about culture it's not just about race but we get insulated to the like we just tend to congregate, like you were saying, with more people within our socioeconomic levels. And so, yeah, I, I think another, like a way to seek out diversity, it's, it's, we're not, I don't think we're just talking about skin color. We're also talking about people of different socioeconomic backgrounds. So I, I think, I think that's very, that's very important as well. Um, I don't think it's enough to just say, oh, we're going to become a rainbow. It's, you know, we got to, I know uh, you gotta, yeah, I think meet and, and understand the trials and things that people of different um, economic backgrounds are going through. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is really deep. There's, there's a lot of aspects to this. <laughs> well, yeah. Is, um, yeah. yeah. Well, Steven, um, unless you have anything else you wanted to add. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Steven, you know, thank you so much for, um, yeah. Thank you so much for reaching out. First of all, um, thank you so much for being, uh, for, for listening. Did you listen to the, uh, episode with Jonathan Choi and then get inspired to, to reach out or. That was the most, re- not the financial one, the one mm-hmm. before that one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did listen to that. And I was thinking about it a good bit before, just cause I, there was a lot of like topics I really liked. And so uh-huh. you have a lot, or like, I feel like I relate to you a lot in mm-hmm. terms of like personality and just like what you say. So like, I like this. <laughs> oh man. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm, you know, what's interesting. I, with uh, the episode with Jonathan, we kind of threw out there. If you have thoughts, please, please reach out. I actually ended up getting 
a ton of feedback because of that episode the people i think um just i think like you were thinking about it and then like oh oh like he mentioned this so let me like reach out so i i just want to say how grateful i am steven that you did that um because yeah it's having these conversations is really what this podcast is about um and being able to like face-to-face -face talk with uh, with you um even though we've never met in person um man this is great um yeah I, I i love it so much so so thank you so much and uh yeah guys please stay tuned and we'll listen to some of uh the other pastor or i guess some of the pastors that i, I uh posed this question to and, and see kind of what they thought and what their thinking around this topic is all right josh well thank you so much for coming back today um and today we are continuing so it's been a while um although the video is going to be on top of each other so it's uh -huh. going to be it's going to seem like no time has passed but it's been yeah. a long time so the last time that you were here well, do you remember when that was oh I know the weather was hot outside. Yeah. I would say it's like uh, August or July. Right? Yeah, around the time. that night that you guys came over was the yeah. night that I recorded the question segment with Steven. Oh, okay. Um, right. So it's been a long time. I've been trying to like life, you know, two mm. kids now. But but I'm really glad I, I get to have this conversation with you because yeah. I feel like you, you're going to have a unique perspective on, on the topic of diversity in the Asian American church because of your YouTube channel. For for oh. those of you guys who don't know, Josh runs a YouTube channel called Kyokaja, let's mm -hmm. remember. And it really does a good job of chronicling the the historical events that lead up to the development of the, the Christian faith in South Korea or in Korea, I guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like let's just get into it. In, sure. in terms of diversity and the validity of ethnic specific churches like what is your take on that uh i don't think they should be um like exclusive as in they would discriminate against a brother or sister from a different race mm -hmm. but um but i'm sure we're just talking about like korean american churches mm -hmm. just churches that are specific i think they'll always be there mm -hmm. and they'll unless and i was talking to my girlfriend about this a few days ago suji we were talking about this and it's like i don't think first gen will ever go away mm -hmm. like there will always be a korean ministry as mm -hmm. long as U.S. Korean relations are good, so thinking about all that, there's always going to be immigrants in America, mm -hmm. as long as America sticks to those roots of mm -hmm. being a melting pot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, to have churches that accommodate to those languages and those cultures, I think that would be important. Mm, yeah. Right. So, I hear you saying that there's going to be a necessity. Yeah, but absolute necessity. In in terms of like how that fits in with like God's biblical like picture of the church, like what is your take on? on that like oh. is that is that something you think because i i think i agree like mm -hmm. the necessity is going to be there but is this something that we should be fighting against so mm -hmm. let, let's put it in, in in these terms yeah people like me and you uh, we speak english we're mm -hmm. very well acclimated to the american culture like mm -hmm. should we still be at korean churches or should we be oh, trying to develop multi-ethnic churches i think my answer is like somewhere in between that okay. because it's like uh, they both sound right mm -hmm. and um, the way I see a lot of Korean churches now that have like a developed English ministry mm -hmm. those English ministries aren't just Korean Americans and so I think a lot of them you know healthier churches are thinking about uh, community outreach mm -hmm. and so naturally people from other other cultures and backgrounds are going to come to those churches mm -hmm. um, but it's a matter of like are they going to expand on becoming a multicultural through the English ministry mm -hmm. 
or are they just going to keep to Asian American, which is happening a lot, I would say. Right. Yeah, but I think both of those things can happen, mm -hmm. and I think that the focus um, shouldn't be on building a wall around the Korean American church, because mm -hmm. you know back in like the '90s uh, or like '80s, '70s. Um, you know, Korean communities weren't as big as they are today, right? Especially in you know Atlanta or those major cities, and so um, because they had to kind of stick together, Korean mm -hmm. people had to stick together. Church was like a haven for Korean food and all that, mm -hmm. and so there was a wall, you know, and we kind of didn't want anyone else to come in, right? But now it's a different era, so right. I think we have to start putting the walls down mm -hmm. um, while keeping the Korean like language because mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of really the main purpose of a Korean church is right yeah right. The, the language portion of it and so um, yeah my answer is somewhere in between what you the two choices that you gave yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just by the way if you guys hear fireworks in the background we're, we're recording <laughs> this on Diwali so happy Diwali yeah. <laughs> and there's like um, my neighborhood there's a, a lot of like Hindu people and mm -hmm. there's like a little parking lot where they shoot off all these yeah really, it's like smoke <laughs> yeah um, so that's that's what you're hearing um, but so it, when you talk about the wall, right, yeah. around the Korean American church, mm -hmm. and when we talk about like lowering those walls, mm -hmm. like dismantling them, maybe. Yeah. Do you think that includes things like changing the culture of the Korean American church? Because like mm -hmm. one of the one of the things like big staples of Korean American church yeah. and, and reason why I think a lot of people flock to it is, like you said, Korean food, mm -hmm. right? Getting yeah. to commune like. Food, having meals together is such a big part of Korean culture mm -hmm. that it's like weird when we go to churches and there's not the food fellowship. Served. Yeah. Right, right. Like yeah. COVID was a weird time for us because was, we yeah. didn't get to do the usual fellowship. Or like pack lunches even. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, do, do you think that's something that needs to go or is that something we should preserve? That's a good question. Um, I think food can stay. Mm -hmm. But if food becomes the main reason, mm -hmm. actually... Uh, even that's okay, because mm -hmm. my dad, he's a pastor, but um, I don't know if he wants me to tell this to the whole world <laughs> on YouTube, but uh, originally the reason he became a Christian or came to church for the first time mm -hmm. was because his sister, his older sister was like, hey, come to church, you'll get jajangmyeon. Mm. This is like an ethnic food. I'm sure we can, you know, the black soybean noodles right, right. for our other, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, other background viewers. But, yeah, so they, that's where he came. And then a few weeks later, he fell in love with Christ and became a Christian. Yeah. So like food, yeah, can serve the purpose. I don't think anyone really goes to church just for the food. Right, right. Yeah, but um, I also think it's legit because um, even the Acts Church, you know, they broke bread together. Mm -hmm. um, that was a big part of church. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just worshiping. Uh, it was also loving one another mm -hmm. through the food. And So yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, so I, I, I get that. I mm -hmm. understand that. But when we talk about... So if, if I were an outsider... Yeah. Mm -hmm. For example, if, if I went to a area and for whatever reason, I was drawn to this like Ethiopian, Ethiopian church. Oh, but for the food. Well, or, not even. Well, yeah. maybe it's like, oh, I really want to go to this church, mm -hmm. but the food is not inviting for me. Oh. <laughs> I actually don't know what Ethiopian food is. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not saying that's me personally. But in that case, like so like I, I don't know, like. Maybe there have been people who came to our churches, mm. but said, "Oh, the food smells funny," or like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I see. so like, I see. I'm just, I'm just really getting to the weeds here. Of like, mm. as a Christian, mm -hmm. is part of kind of breaking down those walls to allow churches to be accessible to everybody. Does that include like, oh, okay. kind of getting rid of some culturally specific elements of it? Mm. 
and I mean, these are really hard questions. Like I, yeah. if, if I were to just answer based on my gut, mm-hmm. I would say no. Like why? Like if they don't want like that stuff, there are plenty of other churches to go to. Like yeah. that's my initial thought, but I don't know if that's biblical or if it's not biblical or if it is biblical, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I really just don't know. Yeah. But if it really comes down to it mm-hmm. and there's like a sizable, I'm just imagining uh, open-mindedly like a unique scenario mm-hmm. where it's like a Korean church, but there's a sizable amount of um, like non-Koreans there. Mm-hmm. And they voice the opinion that the food, maybe we can change the menu a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think as Christians, you know, we should be all things to all people mm-hmm. you know, out of love. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can live without kimchi or <laughs> Korean right. food, right? If it right. means our brother can... Um, maybe they have an allergic reaction yeah. or they just can't stand the smell and it's like hindering them. Yeah. I think if it's to that point, we probably should. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not a necessity. Right. The word of God is. Right. So, yeah. And yeah. W- one other thing I feel like mm-hmm. could alienate non-Koreans. <clears throat> so we, we actually had a couple. They, they were oh. like, they were awesome. Like they yeah. adopted three ch- kids from South Korea oh, okay. because it was like a, an easier process. So they yeah. really just wanted to, um, have their children experience their culture, which is like great, you know, for people who are willing to step out of their own culture to yeah. say, hey, I want our kids to experience like what their mm-hmm. like ethnic culture is. Yeah. Um. So like they, they were great. So like with them, they didn't, there weren't any issues, right? Because mm-hmm. like they came for that. They came for the, for the culture. Yeah. But I can imagine people like that being alienated a little bit when we speak Konglish. Right, so oh, yeah. Konglish for yeah. people who don't know what it is, it's just uh, like Korean of- <laughs> and English, right? So yeah. there are some things that are very difficult to express yeah. in English. Like for one example, nunchi. Yeah, there's no word for that. There's really not a social cues. I don't know. Kind of yeah. like being aware of social cues, reading between the lines. Yeah, yeah. but there isn't really like a perfect translation of nunchi. No. So like when yeah. those situations come up, mm. like we, we kind of just say it, mm. you know, or like unguni. Oh, like low key, ever so slightly. Yeah, ever yeah, so slightly yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there again, <clears throat> yeah. there isn't something that exactly pegs yeah. what unguni is like. So when we have church, like there are plenty of times where in conversation we'll mm. slip in those Korean words. Yeah. But even the pastor sometimes, in order to express something, mm. like he'll throw in kind of a a Korean word here and there. Yeah. So uh, is that something that needs to go? You think, or is mm. that? I can't imagine it being like so bothersome to somebody. Mm-hmm. They can always ask the person next to them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had, from my own experience, you know, there was like a, like a American, like mm-hmm. non-Korean American student at my church, mm-hmm. and our pastors, our youth pastors, are always like Korean speaking, like straight from Korea, uh, pastors. Mm-hmm. And then there were also like most of our youth group was EM. Mm-hmm. They didn't speak a lick of Korean, mm-hmm. so they're basically Americans almost in a way. So. Right. I've been I've seen that scenario mm-hmm. um, and so it's like I think it's a mindset thing mm-hmm. you know if, if they're willing to learn mm-hmm. then they can be touched even by a language that they don't fully understand mm-hmm. so I don't think we have to do away with it necessarily mm-hmm. um, just be open to answering questions yeah if necessary yeah yeah so and kind of lastly I wanted to ask you historically right mm-hmm. because you know the history of how a foreigner came to Korea yeah. and spread the gospel and mm-hmm. created the Korean American or the Korean church. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to you to have kind of a full circle of mm. Koreans coming back to 
it wasn't an American who it wasn't an American, right? Uh, the guy we talked about last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He's a Welsh guy. Welsh guy, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not American, but uh, Koreans coming to like a Western country mm-hmm. and then kind of having their flavor of the faith yeah. in this land. Well, like, what does that mean to you? Is it significant or is it insignificant? Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty significant in the sense that, uh, to take it a step further, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot of Korean churches are doing outreach, community mm-hmm. outreach. And so it's very symbolic and mm-hmm. meaningful in the sense that they're giving back to the country that sent... Um, the most significant missionaries mm-hmm. like the first like real significant missionaries were all americans mm-hmm. and so yeah that's very like very poetic in a way wouldn't mm-hmm. you say yeah. yeah yeah so then i think kind of to sum up what we're talking about it, it sounds like the function of the mm-hmm. korean american church is to have to give church to people who don't speak english yeah right so, so i think that definitely is important Right. Mm-hmm. Like if we can't just say get away, get rid of Korean American churches mm-hmm. and just allow people to go unchurched. Right. Yeah. So I, and, yeah. and I think your, your point is valid that mm-hmm. there's although it's not like the big explosive amount of people immigrating from Korea to yeah. America, like it wasn't like the 80s and like oh, 90s, yeah. Yeah. but there's still a pretty steady stream, I would say, mm-hmm. especially of students who, who come yeah. to, to study here. Business related and. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of categories. Yeah, and especially like you were saying, like, mm-hmm. like in Georgia, especially like oh, yeah. Kia, like there's a SK Telecom. Oh like yeah, yeah not too far factory. from here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's there's always going to be a steady stream. So yeah, I think the necessity is there, mm-hmm. and I think what I hear you saying is there are cultural elements that we, you know, it's it's a needs basis. Like mm-hmm. if if they're super hindrance then maybe get rid of them but if if not then you know that's that's part of our identities yeah and so yeah i think um i I think i agree with that i think it's it's a little unclear still to me it's like such a difficult complex Mm. question because there's a fine balance balance like on one hand you're you might be asking a people group to erase their cultural identity Mm. and just get with the program which is, you know, something we've heard all our lives. Kind like, of, yeah. Not, not maybe not in the Christian context, but mm. like, like when we go to like school or like in the workplace, things yeah. like that. Like, yeah. But on on the other hand, it's it's what is God calling us to do? Like, mm. so I, I think, yeah, it's a very interesting conversation to have, mm. um, and, and to keep talking about and keep thinking about. No, I think um, a lot of churches are trying to reach the family. You know, mm. a lot of churches are focusing on like family ministries. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing a family ministry in a Korean church, you're inevitably going to have to uh, have outreach to the Korean-speaking parents. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, um, of course, Korean church comes with its flaws too. For sure. And we can have a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. series on that. Right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, uh, so, I mean, yeah, thank you just so much for, for yeah. your, your uh, input. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get people, more people and more and more diverse opinions on this. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Hey, guys, this this episode might be the longest um, in the making. I think I recorded the original question with Stephen maybe a year ago. Um, but um, Irene, thank you so much for um, coming back. Or well, We're recording it right after the, the previous episode. But um, thank you for uh, agreeing to kind of talk about diversity in the Asian American church. Um, just I want to get your take on it because... Um, in the last episode, you mentioned you're part of a majority Caucasian church, right? Um, so yeah, I, th- I don't know. Any thoughts? Any, any? What's your perspective on kind of the place of 
the need for diversity within Asian American churches. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to start by saying that every church has a culture. Mm-hmm. And every church in the U.S., every church around the world has a culture. Um, most majority white churches may not recognize that they're a majority white church and they have a majority white church culture. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the church and what they do, I mean, we, we know that there's, there's, I mean, you can look at black churches, multi-ethnic churches, Asian-American churches, Asian churches, ethnic churches. Every church has a culture, and you'll, you'll see that um, in the scheduling. You know, majority white churches like to start on time, end on time. You'll have an hour service. Mm-hmm. If you go to majority black church, they're event-oriented, so you'll start when everybody gets there, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how long the service goes. It could be two, three hours, and that's just culture. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with culture. It's not a right or wrong. Culture is created by God. Mm-hmm. All cultures reflect the image of God because we're all created in His image. And so there's beautiful things about different cultures. And so we need Asian churches in America because there are Asians, Mm -hmm. Koreans, Chinese, you know, and Vietnamese, Thai, Indian. I mean, all of those ethnic groups who come as immigrants start their own churches because that's where they're going to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I myself grew up in a Chinese church Mm -hmm. and... So that's the second generation where you have the EM ministries who, you know, might feel like they're between the two cultures, the first generation culture yeah. and the majority white or American culture or, right. yeah, majority culture. And so that's, you know, the question I think comes from, should we have Asian American churches? So for me, the one of the, the need for Asian American churches is raising up and discipling Asian Americans. You might have an Asian American who goes to majority white church. If their culture is not recognized, if there's, if people say, I, I don't see you as Asian American, I just see you as a person, mm-hmm. and their, their culture is not recognized and they're not affirmed, they may be missed. I mean, they might not be invited to be leaders, elders or deacons in that church. Yeah. And when you look at who they're hiring for the staff, the pastors, you know, if the, 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 the pastoral staff is majority white, right. then... It's going to be, you know, an Asian American person in that congregation might not be able to become the pastor or an elder or a deacon if they're not invited to leadership. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, the opportunity to lead is a great reason for to have Asian American churches and Asian American ministries, mm-hmm. and that's why they're needed. Yeah. So, and, and, and I think those churches shouldn't be embarrassed about that culture to be Asian American or to be Korean American or Chinese American or to be multi-Asian. Um, there's no reason to be embarrassed about that. Yeah. And then the question for diversity, yes, we are called, you know, the kingdom of God is diverse and multi-ethnic. And yes, when we get to heaven and we're worshiping God, we will be with brothers and sisters from of all colors and races from around the world. And so, yes, we do need to be preparing ourselves for that. Mm-hmm. And so we do need to be growing in our relationships and friendships with brothers and sisters who are from different races. And so we, we need to seek those opportunities out. I think that might be being involved with Asian American or a non-Asian church or majority church or going, trying out different churches, mm. you know, even visiting black churches. Yeah. So, I mean, we do need to be growing in our cross-cultural friendships. And I think that's an area of discipleship for all of us, mm. um, which is 
you know, I, I feel that's why I feel passionate about in that in my international student ministry. Yeah. We offer the opportunity to be friends with someone from another race or culture from another country around the world. Yeah. Um, so did I answer your question? Yeah, no, I, I think it's because for me, the I guess the obvious answer would have been either we stay just comfortable being Asian American churches or we like get rid of the whole Asian American church idea and just be a church, right? So that, that was kind of like the, what I was thinking were the only two options, but well, like kind of hearing you talk, it, it mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, Asian American churches, there's definitely a need for them. Um, mm-hmm. There's, it gives opportunity to, for people like us, um, yeah. yeah, to grow and, in, in, in to be recognized in our culture, which is a very important thing. You know, when you mentioned, like if a white person were to say, well, I don't see you as Asian American. I just see you as a person. Like, I think they're trying to be helpful, but then that's like, oh, you're kind of erasing my entire culture. And (laughs) yeah, so it's kind of uh, detrimental. Um, And to be in a place where you don't need to try to fit in, that you can kind of be who you are. um, I think that's a great place to you know like that's like you want to be comfortable when you worship and you want to be in a place where you're recognized and, and things like that but the the thing that kind of clicked um when you, you mentioned we can't be comfortable in that we have to be like getting ready um to be in fellowship with everybody like you know um mm-hmm. and to kind of go out of our comfort zone to make relationships with other other cultures and things like that it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like for me, I now understand it as a dual layer. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's a need for Asian American churches, but that doesn't negate the fact that, yeah, we, we should be diverse. Um, mm-hmm. So they're not mutually exclusive things. Um, so yeah. that, that's a, it's a really nice way that you put it. Um, yeah, help me kind of understand, yeah. Yes, there's a need for all sorts of different kinds of churches. And there are many folks who are really trying hard to become a multi-ethnic church or multicultural church. Mm -hmm. And I really admire those folks Mm -hmm. who are trying to do that because it's really hard work. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for, you know, us to come to the table as Asian American and for others to come to the table as who they are, whether it's white or black or however God created Hispanic or Native American and to, to offer and be who they fully are in the room and to create a church with all those different cultures because we all bring our cultures and our experiences and our perspectives and you know we may not realize it but it affects how we lead how we set up the church how we do things and we're so influenced by our majority white culture that we're in and Mm -hmm. how we do church and asian americans have really fit into the majority white church really well Mm -hmm. in some of these ministries and that's that's good but we also have to recognize we don't want to be, I guess, whitewashed or removed of our culture. We, right. all, we want to be able to be fully who we are as Asian American Christians, yeah. followers of Jesus in our churches or communities or wherever we are. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so true. It's um, growing up in America. I think I was always trying to figure out how I could become more white. Mm. as sad as it sounds now like kind of saying it it's i, I so think true. that that is kind of what i was doing um but um to be able to say no you know what i want to embrace my asian heritage mm-hmm. um and like i want that to be i want to kind of embrace that culture even in, in like my worship setting i think that's yeah that's a beautiful thing um so yeah, yeah. that that does 
I'm sorry. I'm just taking no, in the information important. now. And that's, yeah. that's so important to be able to bring all of who we are to our yeah. worship and yeah. our church and our communities and to be fully who we are. Yeah. And so Asian American churches and ministries will amplify, can amplify those voices and mm-hmm. we can provide spaces for mm-hmm. Asian Americans to express our voices um, so that we can become better in just telling our stories and mm-hmm. being affirmed in who we are. And I think, you know, we're all growing and in process and the church is still growing to become more the bride of Christ and mm-hmm. we're you know in growing and so we're, we're all doing the best we can I think and seeking places and forming communities um, to reflect our callings and who God's made us to be so I right. think there's no right or wrong about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it's just where God has called us to be and things we're trying to do out of you know fo- trying to follow Jesus yeah. so yes yeah. yeah, so I think yeah we're imperfect as we are we're all we're all trying to grow and yeah. in, into our discipleship with Jesus. And, and just to be clear, we're not saying, I don't think we're trying to say that multi-ethnic churches are bad. You know, we're, yeah. just, we're just saying that, you know, there, there is a purpose for Asian American churches. And, and you know, yeah. there's, it's not a either or. It's not yeah. like a mutually exclusive thing. It's, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's beautiful that there is value in all sorts of ministries and, and all the different shapes and forms that they take. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no one. Not one is not better than the other. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. Oh, no, I mean, I think that that really does round out um, the 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 question and, and the answer really well. So yeah, thank thank you for that. Yeah. Sure. Um. So yeah. Uh. Th- thank you again for for this episode. And uh. Um. Yeah. Thanks for having me, David. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope that does kind of answer. Oh, not necessarily answer, but give you. You know enough food for thought in, in terms of the the question around diversity in the asian american church so yeah thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time